mostly brown, but with fiery glints. And when the sun hit it, the little glints looked super shiny, like something out of a Crayola box. When we were in kindergarten, Mrs. Cornish picked her for everything, to be snow white in our end-of-year production, to be the line leader, to be the pilgrim who said grace at Thanksgiving. Mrs. Cornish loved Taylor and said her red hair was her crowning glory. And when she said that, or when she picked Taylor for another honor, for another role, Taylor's face would burn deep, a red that looked like it stung her cheeks, like it ran through her whole body. It was strange to watch her now, and we wondered if she thought it was strange, too, how much she had changed. The heat was still unbearable, and we took out bottles of Gatorade and tried to focus on Taylor as she did her back handsprings, as she tumbled across the track. She came back to the center again, gave us spirit fingers and a smile, picked up her pom-poms, and she ran to the side. Her solo was over. Gemma Davies moved to the center, and a cloud started to drift over the sun, putting half of Gemma into the shade. Gemma's hair was blonde, almost peroxide, but we knew it wasn't. That was her natural color. It had been since preschool. We watched as her ponytail rose and fell with each toe touch. Gemma's gymnastics were the best. She could jump higher than any of the others, and she was the captain, and probably always would be. Gemma smiled at everybody, or that's what everybody said, and she had been voted best personality our freshman and sophomore year. Now she was going to be a junior, just like us, and her boyfriend, Andrew Wright, was going to be a senior. You'd think things like this were lame, that only in Hillary Duff movies did crap like this make a difference, but it was weird how much it meant to us, even if we didn't say it out loud. We'd heard that Gemma's dad was freaked out about Andrew at first. Reverend Davies was our preacher, and everybody knew that he used to come with her and Andrew to the movies and to Olive Garden for their Saturday night date. Whether he sat with them or a few rows or tables back, we weren't sure. We imagined he drove his own car, and that Andrew at least got to be alone with Gemma for the drive, but even that wasn't entirely clear. Gemma's life was a series of rules, this much we knew, and she wasn't some preacher's daughter who went against things, who flouted authority, like Ashley and Jessica Simpson. Gemma did as she was told, or at least for the most part, and for that and maybe because of how she looked, she was popular, popular and good. We thought that Reverend Davies should have been happy about Andrew. He was good, too, probably a lot nicer than Gemma. Andrew Wright was tall and thin and gangly and kind. He opened doors for girls and said yes, ma'am, and no, sir, and he never laughed during prayers or when somebody dropped their tray in the cafeteria. He had sandy brown hair and freckles, and our mothers used to tell us he was darling, whatever that meant. He wore khakis and New Balance sneakers, and his face was as smooth as a little boy's. He probably didn't even have to shave. He was so tall compared to Gemma, we said it was actually gross to watch them kiss, her on her tippy toes, him hunching over. He had a thing for tiny girls, we said later. The tinier, the better. Gemma could have fit in his pocket. He could take her home and nobody would know. Gemma Davies wasn't allowed to wear a bathing suit, a religious thing, and when we were in fourth grade, 
and we took a field trip to the water park in Moulton, she had to wear her giant culottes and an old t-shirt in the water. Nobody laughed at her, not that any of us remember. But when we went again a year later, Gemma was sick, and she didn't come at all. We looked at her uniform now, the top like a corset, the skirt no bigger than a postage stamp. Her navel popped out every time she raised her arms. She was toned, and her body was tanned, and she must have waxed her legs and everything, because when she did her arabesque, everything was all perfect and clean. She was so pretty, so pretty and light. We were always surprised that Reverend Davies allowed her to cheer. We guessed he didn't mind, because there were so many rules for cheerleading in Alabama, so many things they couldn't do, most of them involving the hips and the ass. You could do stuff above the waist, but none of the hip-hop stuff that you'd see in Brandon.